0: This is a show from two local residents who live and work in West Hollywood and have gotten to know and love the business community really well. We want to share our insight and tips to help keep you in the know during this crazy quarantine we are all in together. Our local businesses need a lot of help, and we hope this weekly podcast will inspire you to help them out. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of We Know We Ho. I'm Tracy Paso, and I'm here with my host, Lauren Goldstein. What's going on, Lauren?
1: Hello. Oh my you? gosh, can
0: you believe that we are in July? No, Holy cow. I really can't. Oh man, and I, I mean, what a difference a day makes. I just think if we would have done this podcast earlier in the week on Monday, we would have had a totally different show because now the beaches are closed. The bars are closed. There's no inside dining. I mean, you know, COVID is like raring its ugly, ugly head. Uh, once again, not once again, but you know, we are, um, in kind of a, um, more of a COVID crisis, I guess you would say that's kind of shifted things. It's Yeah, I know. Well, I have to say that I'm actually glad, well, I'm I'm not glad, but I, um, I had made a reservation, um, on Friday for Gracias Madre on the patio Cause they actually opened, I think on July 1st for patio seating and yeah. I made it on mm-hmm. open table and I selected outdoors cause you can make like select indoors or outdoors. And then yesterday, um, they sent me a note saying, Hey, your reservation is canceled. And then this was from open table. Yeah. And then like an hour later or whatever, open table sends me another reservation saying, Hey, we just got clarification from the governor that, um, patio seating is still allowed. So we, um, you know, we re made your reservation. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah everybody thought that um he was just gonna shut down everything like complete shutdown that was I saw that article I think it was an eater like yeah. uh, at noon
0: um he's gonna you know shut down everything, so people got really scared yeah so uh, anyway for indoors. for now, right now, I have my reservation um to at four thirty on friday um to go out to gracias Madre in the patio, so keep you posted on that for next Bye. week yeah, i know Bye. and I know they have
1: those slushy drinks. I yeah, think. I'm like ice. Yeah, I'm hoping
0: they have their happy hour under. I'm not sh- quite sure about that, but I have Miss Gracias Madre, so I'm I'm personally glad that they're open up again. And let's can we just talk about Dialogue Cafe? We met there last oh, week. Yeah. That was my first time there. I think I have a new breakfast favorite breakfast burrito. Really? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. So far, I think that um, definitely bumped um, my favorite car wash burrito. I mean, they're they're different. <laughs> <There> was, <laughs> they're so different, but I don't know. Sounds so appetizing I know, right? The car wash burrito. Um yeah, I kinda I kinda think it was really good. And I can't wait to go back to dialogue and get um that breakfast sandwich and also try the other breakfast burrito with the brisket in it. Um and then that yeah. that bowl that you like, that breakfast.
1: The brisket. Yes. There. Oh it's my really gosh. So
0: I really enjoyed that. That was really fun. And oh, then yep. I love that we went over to Mystery Peer Books because I have never ever been in there. And it was oh, what did you think I loved it? Oh my gosh. Okay. Listen, y'all, whoever is listening, if you have not been to Mystery Peer Books do yourself a favor and like go up there and check them out. Cause it is so fun. It's like so magical. They've got so many cool things in there. I wanted to buy like all of the books. I think we're definitely gonna have to get them on the show, Lauren, as a guest. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. those guys. Yeah.
0: And you know, we went to book soup um, first cause that was next door. So you can kind of do a two for, if you're looking for books and always good to support our local businesses. Um, and, uh, I, I have to say, I'm glad book soup's open, but I was, um, I didn't know. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to get this book and it's all contactless. So I went in there, the guy's like, Hey, did you order something? I'm like, no, he goes, well, you have to do it online and on the app. And I'm like, ah, can I just tell you like what I want? And he goes, no, it's all contactless. So I get it. Um, but I don't know. I was just a little Annoyed, and of course, I haven't gone back to do it because I was right there and I wanted my book now, and I was a little impatient. But you know, I I don't know. This just just some feedback. So if you're going to Booksuit, make sure you order online ahead of time and go over to Mystery Pair Books. Yeah, yeah, that place is amazing. Everything is first edition. Oh my gosh,
1: had you been in there before? Yes. Oh my
0: I love yes. it, and they're
1: what was, what was the Dr. Seuss book that we never heard of? Do you remember? I was trying to like figure it out and tell my mother and I couldn't remember (sighs) the name. Was it something with butter in the title?
0: I don't,
1: I'll, I'll reach out to them and ask Okay. I know. And I
0: love the question when he goes, okay. He said, if you could have any, what he said, like three or five or one books in here, top, top top five. And I was like, Going crazy. I mean, they had the Phantom toll booth. I mean, I won't like. Oh my gosh. Anyway, stuff uh, stuff signed scripts, everything. So it's very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, well, let's jump right into our food and fashion, Miss Goldstein. Fourth um, of July is just around the corner in a day or two, <sighs> and I know that there has got to be some. Our restaurants have got to be offering offering some very cool Fourth of July kits.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them are, especially because they have to unload, (laughs) offload their inventory that they bought for people that can't dine in the restaurant anymore. Um, I know Mm -hmm. the Den is doing something. Pink Taco is doing something. Conservatory. Mm -hmm. um, The H. Wood guys with Slab. They're also opening kind of like, I mean, because everybody thought nightclubs were going to open, that Delilah and... Bootsy Bellows we're kind of going to do like a diner concept like with a you know how all these places are doing the satellite kitchen yeah. now like Nightingale is like for the SBE uh-huh. guys um they were going to do that and I guess serve you food to your table at Bootsy Bellows I don't know how that's going to work now but they're doing something in the parking lot of Delilah um oh like Friday and I Saturday. just saw
0: something on Instagram it looks cute and they have a massive parking lot over there yeah
1: yeah okay. i'll post about it on our instagram yeah. but
0: i i saw um you know the luke group right they own aoc they also own luke that's no longer there on in brentwood uh but they are doing uh, a bunch of Fourth of july things check this out lauren new england lobster roll sliders you get one dozen for fifty dollars Wow. Deviled eggs, choice of smoked bacon or kimchi, $24. I don't know how many that is. Maybe that's a dozen. So, oh, my God. And there's, okay, their grill box. Can I just read this to you? Serve six to eight, six hamburgers, six hot dogs, tomato salad, succotash salad, all the fixins. And then there's a barbecue and fried chicken that has 10 pieces of buttermilk fried chicken, one slab, dry rub, um, St. Louis ribs, Two pounds of pulled pork, baked beans, coleslaw, barbecue sauce, brioche buns, and cream biscuits for 150 bucks. Um, I think wow. you mm-hmm. and I need to really uh, talk about that barbecued and fried chicken box. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, speaking of patios, uh, I saw that Chikoni's has added like a little special patio called the Secret Garden. Did you see that? I did, and I was wondering:
1: is it their regular patio, or is there like another area they're using? I um, I don't
0: know, but next time you walk to Tallahassee or something, you should maybe pop in there. They have such a huge parking lot for valet, you know. Right. Um, and I'm wondering how that works. If I don't know what the valet or they own the parking lots, or you know how all that works, but I'm thinking that maybe they've created it um, out in the back where all the cars are valeted right Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know if I walk by I'll look and then similarly AOC um which is part of the loop group they added new they have like a really nice uh, patio area but they've added new patio and additional patio seating yeah and it's called patio west so I think I'm gonna have to start spending some money um out and checking out all these patio areas
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love AOC and really good food. Yeah,
0: they, they do. They're they're my favorite. Lots of um, great stuff there. They, I think that's a very first place a long time ago where I had these dates that were stuffed with manchego wrapped in prosciutto and put in their big fire oven. Oh, my gaga. That was, like, insane. So, <laughs> But other than that, other than our little John out to Dialogue Cafe last week, Lauren, I have not um, been to any of our, our restaurants. I've kind of been cooking. So I've been supporting our grocery stores. Um, But definitely I think with this new closure, I'm going to make sure that I get out this week and support our businesses and at least plan to have um, one meal um, out and delivered and, you know, make sure that um, I maybe go pick it up so I can save on that delivery for, for our restaurants.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been going to Earth and Kitchen Twenty Four, mm-hmm. but oh, and I got Prime Pizza. Uh, what'd you <laughs> get? It. What'd you get at K Twenty
0: Four? What do you like there?
1: I like their breakfast. So I think I got it was like broccoli and cheddar cheese omelet mm. with um, what do you call them? Home not home fries. Hash brown like the shredded potatoes in uh-huh. the square. Um, I love their breakfast.
0: Okay, yeah, I know we were gonna go to Salt Cure uh, for our our weekly brekkie trekkie, but. They're not allowing, I don't think they were ever allowing, um, in, in restaurant dining. I don't know if that shifted, but I was kind of looking forward to that, but we might have to figure that out next week and get that to go.
1: I know. I want those pancakes. Mm -hmm,
0: I know. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm kind of sort of obsessed actually. It's, you know, kind of West Hollywood adjacent. Like if we, if we consider that Melrose down kind of by La Brea, the, the sugar taco place, it's it's all uh plant-based and they oh. have these fries i think we need to have a date there we, for taco tuesday next week um i need to pick you and tallahassee up and we need to go and check out these like loaded fries they have even though it's all <laughs> all plant-based
1: just bring your own cheese to get on
0: top yeah yeah so <laughs> anyway um all right well let's t- jump into health and wellness then uh, I was up on Sunset on Monday getting my water refill, and I drove by and the door to Dry Bar was open. I saw that. Oh, I saw they were open. Oh my god, I was so I ran and I'm like, oh my god, you're open. And they're like, yeah. There was like I don't know, two stylists in there, so I'm like really excited about that because I've just been. Did you getting...
1: get your hair done? Not yeah.
0: yet because I've got to figure mm-hmm. it out. You know because I'm I'm in the swimming pool. I'm biking. I don't know my Fourth right. of July plans are, so I just want to make sure like I time it with, um, you know, when I'm going to, when I kind of have events that I may be social distancing for, or like zoom calls, like important zoom calls and stuff, but I for sure I'm going, but I think that I will probably wash my hair and go in with a wet head. I know that sounds really lame, but I just kind of, you know, I think I might do that. Um, why, why? I don't know. I just, sometimes I do that. Um, I, I don't know, I guess it's okay with masks and everything, but Um, at my nail salon, they do, um, eyelash extension uh and I'll,
1: I'll send you the picture. It's, they have this, like, um, it's like a plexiglass between, you know, you lay down flat on a table Uh and you're looking up at the girl doing your lashes. Uh So it's like a plexiglass cover for your face with just like, you know, like when babies are in the ICU and there's like the thing to put your hands through. Yeah. It's like that for the stylist to do your. Because I guess it's like two, I think it's really long. I think it takes like two or three hours to do your eyelashes. Uh huh. So it's like literally the girl's hands are just going through this piece of plexiglass doing your lashes.
0: It looks so strange. Oh, hilarious. Well, I know my, my wax place in Beverly Hills has called me, um, and I'm wondering what's going on over there. They probably just have masks on. And uh, just going back to food and fashion, like for a second on my bike ride this morning, uh I noticed that Joey's has some sort of like plexi dividers up around their tables now, and I saw on Instagram that conservatory also had like plexi dividers, so they're trying to make it super safe out there, but anyway. Yeah. Um do we have a Soul Cycle update? I know you mentioned They're open. They, they are. are open. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right, are you going to go? Isn't Would not go. No. <laughs> um no, but they're open. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, have to I'm fun- sure they're doing kind of limited, but
0: yeah, I had heard, um, you know, from, uh, some of my, my friends in New York who are instructors and kind of in the know that they were going to leave all the bikes. The plan was to leave all the bikes in the room, but to like not tape them off, but only allow people right. like, I don't know, like they're going to space the bikes out and all that kind of stuff. So they're going to have limited people in there. So we'll have to kind of see what's going on. I don't know what's going on with the instructor. I don't think the instructors allowed to get off their bike. Uh, you know, a lot of times they walk around the room and stuff. So I don't know. I
1: don't know. I mean, I've taken SoulCycle and, mm-hmm. you know, all of all of them cycle house and it's like I'm the one that looks around the room I'm the worst I look at everybody (laughs) and I mean you just see like everybody's just like sweating and breathing and like panting Uh and it's like in this tiny little that's like close quarters and now they have um I got an email from a couple of my gyms they mandated that while you are working out you have to wear gloves and a mask
0: really I mean imagine
1: it just started today. Oh, okay. Every, every gym, you got to wear gloves and huh. a mask. It's like, imagine doing soul cycle with a mask on your, like, no.
0: Oh, it's so, yeah. I mean, listen, I, when I, when I run, I, it's so, it's just, it's really hard to breathe through at least the material mask. I don't know how those fancy ones are. I wonder if, um, army, um, I don't think they're, open. I wonder if they're open. I'll have to ma- no, reach out to Angela think- maybe and, and see. So, all right. And uh, dog pound, is that still shut?
1: No, it's open. Dog pound, Dog is? pound is open. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, it's a personal training gym, so it's really by appointment uh-huh. only. Like, it's they don't pack people in there because you can't go unless you have a right. an appointment with your trainer. Uh huh. But yeah, they're open. And what's our f forty five update? What are they doing? They're open. I haven't gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got to ask my friend Carly. I know she had gone last week, and I didn't really ask her mm-hmm. um but they, I mean they're open and I I know I got an email I didn't renew my membership um but they were explained I think usually they would have like I think it was like 25 or 26 people in a class and now it's limited to like nine people
2: Mhm.
0: which is I mean that's a big that's a
2: big difference, difference. yeah well, at so, least they're
0: trying to make it work right everyone's just yeah. trying to, to flip, flip and figure it out you got to. Yeah, that's yeah. all you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, let me see. I That's all I've got for health and wellness. How about you, madam?
1: Mm, I guess this could be under wellness. Um, went to Sweet Flower because they had these Kiva gummies that have been, like, out of stock everywhere. So I went over there. It's, it's really nice. I've never been inside. It's, like, super
0: open and airy. Um, it's a. I was just in and out. I, I'm I'm assuming but... that's a cannabis dispensary. You know me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and on it Melrose, is. on Beverly, West Hollywood adjacent. It's on Melrose
1: and kind of like maybe After Kings. I forget like all the streets what they're called mm-hmm. over there.
0: Okay, it's, it's on Melrose. On sweet Melrose. Flowers. Okay, Sweet Flower. All right. Um, cool deal. Well, I, I guess that'll bring us into our neighborhood segment. We've got, um, a, a few things to discuss, uh, before we introduce our special guests this week in the neighborhood section. So, um, remember we were, I think we talked about pantry last week, um, yes. the new little store that, that is a kind of a, a mini air One. So my friend mm-hmm. texted me today. Um, he's like, if you, anyone that's on unemployment, you either bring in your unemployment card, which I don't know who's getting an unemployment card, um, but everybody, th- that's how you pay for things. Oh, is it your bank card? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, if you bring that in and you show that to them, they're going to, they, I think they give you a green wristband. Um, and they, you get 25% off of everything that's in there. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. They have good stuff too. They have really good stuff. So I'm like, Oh, does that, I'm, I'm definitely going to go down there and take my card in there at pantry. So thank you pantry for doing them. That's oh, very wow. cool. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to go over there. I, I know. Right. It was pretty cool when we were <laughs> over there. It was last week we were over there, right?
1: I don't even know. I think two weeks ago. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was recent. It was
0: recent. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, yeah, but that, I like that place a lot mm-hmm. actually, but I couldn't buy anything because I was walking. That was the day I was walking to the grove, yes. Yeah, so you had to ta- buy
0: anything, no, nope. it was just
1: gonna go bad. And you had
0: Tallahassee and the uh, the baby carriage or the doggy <laughs> carriage that was pretty cute. Oh, yeah, Carly
1: got a carriage for her dog, <laughs> it's pretty because she walks everywhere. No, so was cute. That was pretty cute, that's pretty cute, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, neighborhood, oh, so. I'm sure everybody knows this by now, West Hollywood Sheriff's Department, the police, (laughs) are giving out fines to people that are not wearing a mask. So it's, I think it's like a $250 ticket with a $50, like, admin fee. So it's a $300 ticket yes amazing like people you know you wear wear a mask if you're going outside like i see all these people not wearing masks and i get so mad and they're all like under 30 Mm -hmm. um but i don't know it kind of made me mad because council voted against finding businesses that don't comply so it's like when when i walk by Again, I'm not going to mention places, mm-hmm. but at night when I'm walking with Tallahassee and I see all these kids like lined up to go inside, nobody's wearing masks, mm-hmm. everybody's crowded together. So those people are going to get fined, not the business. And it's, I don't, I, people are going to walk out of the businesses, you know, not wearing a mask. They're going to get the ticket, not the business. In, in my eyes, I think, I believe that the businesses should you know, be fine. And counsel talked about like, oh, well, the businesses are hurting and they're not making money. Well, neither are the people like people are unemployed. They can't afford a $300 fine. So it's like, it should be both. It should just be across the board. If you're not complying, just like, you know, the bartender could cut you off. If you know, you've had too much to drink, that's their responsibility. If you walk out of that bar and get hit by a car, mm-hmm. you can sue that bar because you can say, oh, they got me drunk. So mm-hmm. it's like, They should be enforcing people wearing masks Mm -hmm. when they're on their property. So, yes, I believe the businesses should be getting fined as well because everybody's hurting right now.
0: Yeah, well, I guess. That uh, just made me mad. I wonder. Just now on the news. Does that, I mean, I do wear a mask when I ride my bike, um, but does that apply, like, to cyclists? Because you see a lot of cyclists and runners out there that don't have masks on. Wow.
1: Uh, you know, I've actually, its I, a lot of the runners I see, at least in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. are all wearing, I don't know how they do it, but they're all wearing masks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know how they're, like, running in this hot weather with a mask over their face. Yeah. Well,
0: I see um, a lot of people, like, slip it down and then up and down and up, which is, you know, kind of what, right. what I do. Otherwise, my glasses fog up. So... Um, I know. know. That's the worst.
1: I wear a hat now because I can't wear sunglasses.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I don't. I don't know. So $300...
0: Fine. Mm-hmm. So okay. Take a
1: mask wherever you go and wear it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um I was happy to see I got an email. I'm on the email list for M and B Gallery. That's a cute little gallery down on. uh Oh my goodness, I've forgotten my streets where where Toto Toilet is. Um, shoot, what is that? That's not, that's not. Yeah, somewhere over there, it by the Melrose Triangle. Anyway, I saw that they were open and they were doing by appointment. So they had some new artists in there, new exhibits um that was kind of cool i thought they probably have to close
1: i think like a museum you know i was that i was considered actually a museum one, and art gallery i
0: was wondering that i'm wondering if it there was considered a, a a museum and if they're closed so i don't know that they that may have changed that was like a day or two ago before the announcement came out so mm. everything could have changed so i don't know call or check out Maybe. or check their instagram at mmb gallery if you're an art fan and, and want to go check that out mm. yeah yeah wow oh uh, well uh before we bring on our special guests um i guess we've got a couple uh our new our new little section here in neighborhood which is a sad one uh, our the r.i.p, RIP. the r.i.p list so
1: we need to get like some really tragic music uh,
0: okay I, so there's so probably cool. some on there um i'll i'll, I'll look for it <laughs> um so unplug west hollywood Sadly is closing. Um I don't I think they were open for two days last weekend, uh selling all of their really cool stuff, like books and mats and everything for 50%. They're keeping their We'll have yours, you gotta pick it up. I know, thank you so much. I just thought of that. I'm like, oh shoot, Lauren has my mat. Um I'm really excited. Um we won't tell what that is because you guys can't get me, but anyway. Um, but for everyone who's listening, um their location in Santa Monica is still staying open, and that's their original location um, down in Santa Monica. And their app, they've been I talked yeah. to Susie, you know, who's the founder when I was in there last week, talking to her and like virtual has been great. Um, they're offering it through ClassPass, and they've got their app, and their virtual has really taken off. So um don't worry if you didn't make it in there and you know you were wanting to i think they're still offering like introductory specials you can use your class pass for like five points to do amazing sound healings with Avery who's my favorite but very very sad to see unplug go um and as uh, you know i know you're probably wondering what's going to what go in there um i was just going to Well, Susie <laughs> said she thought the real real was going to take it over cuz they needed space so that's really great. So I think the real, real will move upstairs, um, which is good for the real, real. Right. Um, wow. because it's, you know, if they're doing really well, why not, um, move into a location and continue to do well? You know, it's kind of like Lisa Vanderpump's businesses, in my well, opinion, like you know,
1: consignment could go up. Cause I know they have this like tiny little section in the men's store mm-hmm. where you take your stuff
0: to consign. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll move the people up there. Yeah. And then I heard, um, from, uh, miss Katie, um, Kitty Bright, Bright, Miss Brightside, that Shape House actually had closed. Um, And I guess they closed. I guess what happened is they had moved into Wanderlust like pre-COVID. And then mm-hmm. she told me, um, when I told her Unplug had closed, because she's a big fan of that, she said that Wanderlust had closed, so ergo, Shape House is closed. But again, for you, Shape House... Are there
1: other locations? Yes,
0: there's a couple mm-hmm. other locations. I think Santa Monica and Pasadena, like, I think there's two or three other locations. Right. So. Um, Shape House has just gone from West Hollywood. Um, I saw Social Distance with Mylena uh, last week. Uh, she told me, the because she was uh, at the uh, garage sale for the 1111 Theater, the old matcha theater behind Hugo's on King's Road. The 1111 Theater is no longer continuing, which is a bummer. Um, oh, I, mean. I want to reach out to somebody maybe Reese Witherspoon or someone. I'd love for them to take over that theater. I think it would be so awesome. It's such a great theater. And then lastly, I saw today, very cool cocktail bar, sort of kind of a speakeasy that was in Robertson Plaza. Bebo Ergo Sum is closing for good as well. So those are my RIPs for the week, a couple of Favorites in there for me, actually, all four. So yeah. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will bring us into uh introducing our special guest for the neighborhood segment this week, Seppi Shine. That brings us to this week's neighborhood segment. And I want to introduce a very special guest this week. On our neighborhood segment, and that is Seppi Shine. Hi, Seppi, welcome. Hi, it's great to be on. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you. So, um, let's see, Seppi, what I know about you, and you can fill in a little bit. um, You are a West Hollywood resident uh, for about 11 years. You are part of the LGBTQ community. I love that. You're married to your lovely wife, Ashley, who I have met. You guys are such a wonderful couple. You are an attorney, you are a Reiki master. Ricky master. Um, and, uh, most importantly, you are running for West Hollywood city council again, uh, this year, November of 2020. Um, and what
2: else, what else can you tell us about you? <laughs> well, let's see. I am a proud Iranian American, um, business law and trademark attorney um, and I do own two businesses as you mentioned I also serve on the city of West Hollywood's uh, business license commission um, as well as a um, advisory board uh, member for the county of Los Angeles LA County Assessors Advisory Council um, I love animals, (laughs) a little fun (laughs) fact, something a little fun. I love, love, love animals, um, and I love being of service, and I've been an LGBTQ civil rights advocate for over 20 years, and I currently serve on uh, the steering committee for the human rights campaign as co-chair of political action and community engagement. And I'm one of the co-organizers of a local group called West hollywood neighbors helping neighbors
0: oh i'm so glad that you brought that up because i wanted to talk to you um, about that as well um but we'll get into that but i just want to say you know i your background is so impressive um you know how active you are in so many different areas within the community and politically um have you always like what kind of got you into that civically you know i'll tell you like You know, for me, I honestly, when I um, started to work for the chamber, I came from the private sector and shame on me, bad American. I really didn't know too much about my local political environment and boy, it was a real eye opener, um, you know, on how important a chamber of commerce is and how things actually work at the local level Um, and how much power there is at the local level for residents to be involved from, you know, the business license commission and how you can serve your community. Um, so just tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of, um, you said you've been, it sounds like 20 years, has it kind of been a lifelong thing or a passion? I mean, it's, it's such amazing to see someone so involved, um, at the, you know, at the kind of the, um, community level.
2: Thank you. Um, well, you know, uh, I just want to back up a little farther. Um, I was an undocumented immigrant, um, to this country for 16 years. Uh, my family and I fled um, Iran after the revolution and the Iran-Iraq war, and I was five years old. Mm. Um, We had to really get out of there for our safety. And um, so we immigrated to America. And having been faced at a young age in kindergarten with bullying because I was uh, the only brown girl in the school um, and didn't speak English to even speak up for myself. I think that at a young age, um, first of all, taught me the importance of uh, the fact that knowledge is power. And then um, as I grew older and figured out that, oh, okay, so I'm Iranian, I'm at home, everyone is speaking Iranian, our culture is so Persian. But then when I'm out in the world, everyone's American, there's this duality. And then within that, I was also a little uh, lesbian <laughs> uh, when I thought about my sexuality. And I was like, okay, so now I don't fit, I mean, I can't really be myself at home and I can't completely be myself out here in you know America. So there's these three identities I was um, managing and growing up and um, I faced some, uh, when I came out in high school, I was 17, I faced some gay bashing from some younger um, boys. And, you know, when you say gay bashing, people always think of physical bashing, but um, bullying and uh, stalking and harassment is also considered gay bashing. So mm-hmm. um, these young boys, when I came out, um, they would stalk me in the every morning, following me around harassing me calling me a dyke it was horrible hmm. um and then i reported it to the school, high school um counselor and you know what she told me she said you know what stephy this is what i think you should do you should go in the middle of the quad grab a boy and kiss him and prove them all wrong <laughs> and there I, there i was thinking oh my god where am i going to find safety acceptance and I didn't have it and then I came out to my mom finally two years later I mean I got into call I went to college and came out to my mom and um it was it was hard at first it was really really hard um Mm -hmm. and that that a year later um something happened in my life that really was the pivotal moment in my life that caused me to really become an advocate for our community. And that was when my ex-girlfriend and I were sitting at a gay friendly coffee shop in San Jose, cause I grew up in Northern California.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we were in the back patio and um, we thought maybe the management had changed because they had built up walls in the back patio before it was kind of open to the parking lot area. And next thing we know, a police officer and a manager the new manager are standing above us. Police officer looks down at us and says, you two need to get up and leave. The management doesn't want your kind in this establishment. And then the cop blew a kiss and winked at me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Mm. we got up, we ran out of there. We were both crying. Mm -hmm. We felt um, shamed, powerless, distraught. Um, We... Clearly couldn't. She's she. You know, my ex was um, Persian and Assyrian, so they're even more conservative than Iranians. So I we didn't have family to call, and we didn't really know any other. You know, I had one gay friend, and I think she had another gay friend. So we didn't have a network of support, and we had talked about wanting to after college go to apply to graduate schools, and we talked talked about all different types. Um, And that day uh, we were driving around um, and right after this happened, I called 911 to report the police officer because I knew it was wrong. I didn't actually know it was absolutely illegal what he had done. Mm -hmm. And um, the 911 operator rightly so said, well, you you shouldn't call, (laughs) it's not an emergency, call the office of citizens complaints and they open on Monday. Um, And then she's like, but did you get his badge number? Did you get his name? And I'm like, no, I didn't get any of that because I was scared and we ran out of there. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially
2: having been immigrants that fled to this country because we, you know, the the Islamic regime um, had such a corrupt revolutionary guard uh, that took away so many people's rights. So the police... presence and, uh, that type of language from police was very traumatizing Mm -hmm. and scary. Uh, so I hung up the phone, I turned to my ex and I said, um, I'm tired of feeling powerless. We need to go to law school, learn the law and stop this from happening to others. And that's what we both did. And that's what started my advocacy.
0: Wow. That is such a great story. Um, and I mean, it's, 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 um, phenomenal Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't um, didn't know that about you. I think that's just so powerful to be able to take that um, and turn that around. So um, I love that. Um, so tell me um, then now here we are, you've been 11 years uh, in West Hollywood yeah. and you are running for city council, which I love, which is great yeah. because, um, you know, when you look at the West Hollywood city council, um, definitely there are. Um, some things that you bring to the table, uh, for sure, um, that are are um, not represented. Um, one, I think, you know, being female um, and gay um, and also being of color. So um, I love that. Um, how are things going with your fundraising? And also, um, why don't you just kind of let people know, like, you know, kind of the points that you're running on and the things kind of, you know, Um, Your, if if you would say your policy or your platform points and kind of some of your ideas that that you would love to uh, see enacted in the city of West Hollywood if you become a council member?
2: Sure. Um, So uh, fundraising, we had our first big, you know, it wasn't our first quarter, but it was pretty much uh, where most of the people were, um, their deadline was uh, last night. And I'm happy to say we exceeded our goal. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, and we're obviously with campaigning continue to campaign and uh, fundraise, but we're very happy with our numbers and uh we're gonna do our treasurer is gonna do the filing and you know it'll become public. But um I'm very happy with what we've done, especially given that we were in a pandemic. Um and the fact that I was able to raise the majority of what I'd raised so far mostly during this pandemic is phenomenal. A Phenomenal, the power of people. Um, and I say that because what is different with my campaign is I took uh, a few pledges that are um, unique. Um, I don't take any money from developers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because I, I am anti-development, I'm for responsible development, but I'm also strongly for clean campaign finance um uh, so i don't take any money from developers or fossil fuel companies or for profit prisons um or tobacco companies i also don't take any money from um, law enforcement
0: mm, mm-hmm.
2: and um yeah so in that sense it's a real real uh testament to the power of uh, you know um uh, campaigning and and the the power of people. Right. So Secondly, I, I, I would say, ahead.
0: so um, I love that. I haven't heard that, that term before that clean campaign finance, but I love it. And I understand that. So I like, you were going through that. I'm like, Oh, wow. I'm, I'm just thinking like, well, where the heck is she going to get all our campaign financing? So it sounds like it's really coming, you know, from individuals and from, from peoples, because if you know, you have, by, by making that statement, you have clearly, like, um, I shouldn't say excluded, but eliminated a lot of potential sources where people traditionally who are running for council seats or political seats um, obviously rely on their funding.
2: Yeah, so I'm really running to be an independent voice on city council, an independent voice, um, and I do bring, I reach so many communities, and I have so the very unique perspective that quite frankly, none of the other people that are running for office have. Uh, Not only am I a woman I am a woman of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I am a lesbian, mm-hmm. um, and th- there's there is a very broad intersectionality. And I'm married to a black woman, so we have a family of color mm-hmm. that lives in West Hollywood, um, and a and a business owner who owns two businesses. And I think that's really really crucial to. Um, the time that we are living in as far as um, needing the perspective that will be able to encompass and be relatable and relate to really the heartbeat of the people, as well as the ability to really understand small business. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really crucial to really be able to understand small business because right now in the pandemic, um, there's so... So many small businesses hurting mm-hmm. and the policies that we pass and come up with are going to be really, really important to helping to bring back West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I know we have the hashtag WeHo WeHoStrong mm-hmm. um, and in order to bring back WeHo and to really um, revitalize, revitalize us and make us strong, We need people in office that can not only understand our residents um, and be open to listening and empowering them, but also our small business community um, in a way that is independent. So um, to get into some of the policy points, so I I discussed responsible development, um, boosting our small businesses, crucial, crucial, crucial. Um, More green space is really, really needed right now. Um, I think there's definitely, I know we have our our traditional parks. What I'd like to see is um, us incorporating much more green space into our developments mm-hmm. um, and utilizing some spaces to create perhaps a community garden, where there's art and murals that are beautiful and. People can um, have maybe an organic gardening um, take place and there's um, there's a initiative right now um, for Flores Park it's a community group that has 800 signatures right now collected um, for a property to be bought uh-huh. either by the city or perhaps a private um, trust could buy it uh-huh. and turn this this place into a community garden. Uh-huh. I think it would be great for the neighbor's well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be a great shift to the culture of West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as social justice, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, 20% of our residents are people of color. And it's important to focus on the unheard needs and unheard voices. And so I have proposed the creation of a social justice task force made up of Black, Indigenous, and people of color in West Hollywood that are business owners, workers, and residents that will advise city council on social equity issues, as well as transformative reforms that are needed to dismantle systemic racism.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So what needs to happen in order for that to move forward? I mean, that, that sounds like that can move forward regardless of if you get a seat on the council. Um, is that correct or?
2: Well, the city council <laughs> needs to um, approve. The it? city okay. council <laughs> needs to bring that forward. And so far they haven't. I mean, I asked them to, uh-huh. to create that at the last city council meeting. Okay. Um, so. Again, there is a lot of power in being on city council Mm -hmm. and I would love to um, utilize that on the dais. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want to create more gender equity um, on our city commissions and advisory boards. That was a big part of my platform last year. Um, And uh, John Heilman brought up a um, proposal this year, Uh, to create to for staff to look into ways to create more gender equity Mm -hmm. and right now it's it was discussed and there were some proposals to kind of maybe change the human services commission into a um half male half female commission and um that you know it's fallen by the wayside it hasn't come back yet so um there's Ways to do that by ordinance, and there's also obviously ways to do that as a council member by um, being intentional with appointments and uh, so these are some of some of the, the visions also transparency i 'm super detail oriented <laughs> things don 't really get by me very quickly uh-huh. I mean a lot of the time staff presents uh, reports and um, uh, it's the job of the council people to really read and ask questions and um, not let anything get by them. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that's one of the uh, abilities that I have of being super detail oriented and uh, asking the correct questions and so that we have more transparency. I think we definitely need more transparency um, on city council, for example. The sheriff did a uh, report last city council, and I believe the number was 164 people who were uh, arrested due to curfew and vandalism violations. I would have asked the question, how many were arrested because of the curfew versus vandalism violations?
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. I, I wasn't actually... Um, in support of the 4 p.m. curfew. I think it uh, criminalized peaceful protesters. Mm-hmm. Now, if they told me, well, 100 people were vandalizing and we arrested 64, then that's one thing. But if four people were vandalizing and 160 people now have an arrest record mm-hmm. for being outside of their home, past curfew, yeah, that presents a problem. And arrest, if you know, if they don't convict, an arrest stays on your record. It's not like it's expunged. Um. And so these are just some some of my visions, I think, as far as um, more details, I will be releasing a lot more plans Mm -hmm. um, in the in the next uh, week or so um, on my website. Um, And we really just we were focused so much on fundraising until our deadline. Sure. So the plan to release everything. Sure.
0: Well, I love that. And I, I love the, the green space and the community gardens. Um, I, you know, I lived in New York for about five or six years and, um, whenever I would go down to the lower East side, which is not what was not my neighborhood, but I would get my hair cut down there. Um, I always loved, loved to wander on the neighborhoods in New York. And I love just to be walking down the street Mm-hmm. And just come across a neighborhood garden and I just thought that was, you know, so amazing. So I love that you're thinking about that because I don't know, I kinda liken um what kind of the city of West Hollywood sorted to New York. Like I kinda, you know, had always wished that we would adopt like a sister city, like, you know, either Manhattan or Brooklyn, because I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of similarities in our small businesses. And I'm also really looking forward to what your proposals are around boosting the small businesses. Cause I know that they knew they need a tremendous amount of help. I know that, you know, city council's proposing to, um, you know, have some financial relief possibly for the legacy businesses, which are not small businesses clearly because they've been here for 30 years. Um, so you look at small businesses and what do we, what do we do? I know we don't, you know, there were lists that were going around as far as like, support your black owned business. And we had, you know, no black owned businesses that were identified, you know, at least as, and I don't know how they did those, like as restaurants, I'm sure that we have black owned businesses that are home businesses, you know, or within the the co-working spaces. Um, So that'll be really interesting to see um, what, what you're going to be proposing for that. And those are some great unique points.
2: Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And one, one other thing I want to mention is it's really important too, is to, really look at the way we um, create policy, not just based on WeHo as a general whole city. I know we're 1.9 square miles, but every single different neighborhood is very unique mm-hmm. and has different needs. Yeah, And I know the east side has often um, the residents and business owners have felt overlooked um, and have not gotten enough attention. And so um there's definitely ways uh to shift policy so that we're looking at the neighborhoods differently. Yeah. And and really being a part of the community is important mm-hmm. so that when you're on the dais you can again hear from people and people are willing to open up and talk to you. Um and yes i'm very excited to release my small business plans and that's going to be happening uh, very soon i would also one of my plans i'll I'll just share a little part of it is um, for our residents to our residents of west hollywood to get an incentive to um, operate a small businesses in west hollywood
0: Hmm. Now, would that be um, like by actually renting something or because, you know, I, I, that that's the thing when we look at it, you know, the rents here are just so, so crazy. I don't know how people can stand to stay in business and who knows what's happening with the co-working spaces, you know, and I know a lot of the the ways that the things are set up. I don't believe we have the capability within the codes now To, you know, subdivide something like a big, huge building and have like many multiple businesses in there. For instance, um, when I was at the chamber, I had two interior designers and an artist that were looking. They all wanted to have, you know, a um, a storefront space um, in the design district. Right. Because of who they were and what they were offering. And I said, well, why don't the three of you guys get together and rent one property and split the rent? And I don't know if that was a possibility because for one person to have to assume a rent on Melrose, you know, and we're we're thinking in the Design District, I don't even know what that costs—probably fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month. It was just, you know, it was so prohibitive to open a business, right? So I think whatever can be done to in- encourage that. Um, would be really interesting to look at.
2: Absolutely, and I think we need to look at our code and be realistic as to people's situations now Mm -hmm. Um, and what we can shift um, to create more opportunities and possibilities. And I think that we need to look at how can we maybe expand the ability of some businesses to be able to perhaps operate I'm home more mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: yeah um,
2: and yeah, and there's there's definitely different ways and by incentives, I will definitely disclose some more um, in detail, but um, I think we need to incentivize whether it's through uh, certain tax breaks or um, local resident owned businesses to create a um, openness for uh, an opportunity for local residents to start their own small Mm -hmm. businesses.
0: I I love that. I'm on board. I'm on board. You got my vote for that one. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that you talk about the East side. You know, a lot of people think that West Hollywood ends at La Cienega um, or know, Crescent Heights, you know, and, um, there's actually, um, someone I'd love to introduce you to has done a lot of work with bids and she was looking at creating a bid for the East side of West Hollywood, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Very and cool. you know, they've also wanted to create, we have so many Russian businesses and a huge Russian oh. population over there. Um, and someone at one point had proposed to create like a little and I thought, Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Um, and then, you know, the businesses like Carlo and the bars, they're always like, Tracy, we need to bring pride to the East side. How come pride, you know, is always like on, on no. the West side. So, um, I think there's a lot that can be done on the East side and really, um, i look forward to your plans around that as well. Yeah.
2: Um, hey- well, historically the East side was, um, is called little Odessa and ah. the Russian population, unfortunately has gone from, I believe over 3000 people, um, down to about 700 or so Mm -hmm. now so we need to really preserve the history Uh just like we need to preserve the history of our um, LGBTQ area on the west side of town we also need to preserve the history of um, little Odessa on the east side so that once the Russians are you know the numbers continue to decline Mm -hmm. the history remains and there's several different ways we can we can uh, do that. So people will always learn and know about um, our history.
0: Great. Well, and you know, I've always wanted to I, figure out how the heck we can bring the cubby hole um, to West Hollywood. It's my favorite lesbian mm-hmm. bar <laughs> in New York. Yes. So anyway, um, <laughs> um, Hey, Sophie, I wanted to ask you, um, this just came to mind as you were talking about, you know, incentives for, for businesses, but I had read um, somewhere where um in this uh, COVID environment, how there was a city. Now I'm going to have to look it up. I think it was somewhere, shoot, in Washington, state of Washington. And mm-hmm. they created their own currency for the city. And they had the advantage because they had already like had an existing currency that was there like back in the 1800s or something like that. That may not be right, but wow. ish. And so what they did is they printed their own currency, right? and so let's say and then it was only good at those businesses in west hollywood so i don't know i thought that would be so cool because when i talk to people like they have and this is something I've, I've just like, I don't know, I would love to be able to solve this because it would be so amazing to, to, be, to get the knowledge out there of like our great businesses and the specials and restaurants. People go, I don't know about that. I haven't heard of Pura Vida. I haven't heard about mm-hmm. this. You know, the only thing they know about is they can't get into Craig's, right? But they don't know yeah. about all these fantastic businesses that are out there or mm-hmm. like even the wine room or like Harlow. Um, yeah. So I just thought that would be a really cool thing. Um, for the city of West Hollywood like to create. And I, again, I have no idea, you know, what this would take. Obviously it would probably be a grant from the city of West Hollywood, but I'm, but you know, I always look from, a, and I'll admit, I look from a very critical eye and I'm very (laughs) quick to judge. And it's like that extra $12 million they gave to the park, whatever. It's like, you know, I know Mm -hmm. if we created our own currency that the city city, uh, council would have to say, okay, we are going to take basically $500,000 that we are going to give the, to the community in the form of like a, we hope buck or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And give it and say, okay, here's mm-hmm. like a hundred dollars. Um, please go spend it at a West Hollywood business. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just thought that was such a great idea. Um, so I don't
2: know. I'm what just... a great boost to the economy. Perhaps we can, if I can kind of um, uh, shift that idea to something that, might be more digestible. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you say that, and maybe this exists, but perhaps we need to, I know when, you know, I visited Las Vegas, they have a special Las Vegas tourism booklet that has all of the coupons Mm -hmm. and everything. And like a booklet that tells you all of the really cool restaurants Mm -hmm. and coffee shops, businesses and compiling something that the businesses want to be involved with. Kind of like when we have the... um, was a dying dying la week uh-huh. um and we do, we do this in west hollywood too but let's get more businesses involved and shifting what you're saying into this perhaps the city of west hollywood can give a grant that would give you know even if it's not a hundred dollars per person mm-hmm. i love that i think that would really be a great boost to our economy mm-hmm. maybe it's 50 bucks mm-hmm. maybe it's 25 bucks yeah. whatever even like 10 bucks i think people would go out and we make it really cool and Draw people out. By the mm-hmm. way, there are several owned black businesses. I know you said uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. I just recently featured one, um, Doge Spa, on my um, social media networks. It is a first of all owned by residents that live in the city mm-hmm. um and the owners one of them is black and the other one is middle eastern ah. and they're both gay, gay men too so they're part of the LGBTQ community oh
0: i know um, where that is he has
2: a big white yes. poodle it's, it's by the chamber i know yeah and they're fantastic ah. and it's just such such a it's business business filled with heart and um I think it's important to really. Um, there's so many, and there's there's amazing businesses on the East Side. Um, speaking of New York, the I believe it's called Madison Coffee Shop. Have you been there right uh, close to, Plummer Park? Yes, I have. I know exactly where that is. Uh huh. I love it because there's sofas that you can sit on. How many coffee shops do you find that you can actually sit in a, on a sofa and have a rose latte? It's pretty awesome.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I've got some ideas for you. I can tell you and I are going to have to get together and have a social distance cocktail.
2: <laughs> we are. Absolutely. I know. For sure.
0: For sure. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, t- in talking about that um, and just that awareness, you know, I think it's really interesting. Uh, we had uh, we talked to Hank. Uh, from WeHoVille two weeks ago, you know, and um, he said that we were, we were getting talking about the population of West Hollywood and renters and this whole awareness thing. You know, a lot of people don't even know, of course, they're not running right now, but like the free trolleys and the the pickup and the trip. And I just love all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he said, you know, 68%, I believe, of the population of West Hollywood are renters, right? And I'm thinking, well, you know, that that's like a huge population, because we know we hear the voices of of the neighborhoods like West Hollywood West, right? I'm tar- yeah. like, go West Hollywood ha- West, we certainly know what they think. But what about those renters? And I'm just like, I love that. And yeah. I'm, I'd love to dig into that further. And I was just thinking this morning, I'm like, well, what does that look like? And what percentage of those people because West Hollywood has rent control. So I'm thinking that like 60% mm-hmm. of that population are probably like pretty long-term renters, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the, the the demographics knowing that we have an aging population and thinking that, um, you know, there's probably a pretty significant percentage within that rent. Um, just knowing our aging in place and, and the, the rent control mm-hmm. um, that that's probably within that renter population. But do you have like, obviously, you know, the, the neighborhood organizations like West Hollywood West have a huge voice, but you know, do you, wh- what do you think about that? And how do you, I don't know, how do you target target that for one, for your campaigning and awareness? And two, what are your thoughts about, you know, how do we reach um, the population in general? I, I just like, there's so much a, a wealth of information and services that the city offers out there free. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, because people Google it and they don't find it, you know, it's like, and that's what yeah. they go to. And so I just, I don't know, that's kind of um, a cool thing I'd love for everyone for sure. to kind of put their heads together on that and kind of figure that out. Cause if we could figure that out, I think it would just be amazing because there's just so much potential there and, and, and awareness to get out to um, the entire, um, you know, uh, population of, of residents here in West Hollywood.
2: Absolutely. And it's actually 78% of West Hollywood oh. are renters and 15% are seniors. Um, And you're absolutely right. Most of that uh, senior population falls and they've been here for for decades as renters under rent-stabilized housing. Um, It's really, really crucial that renters have a voice and have not traditionally had one. I'm actually a renter myself in a rent-stabilized apartment. Um, I've lived in the same place in mid-city for 11 years. And renters rights is definitely, and protection and communication to renters is definitely a huge part of my platform um, i as well as our city hall engaging community in a way that they can become more involved and you're you 're correct in saying that West Hollywood West has a lot of voice. Um, that is heard and presented and represented, especially at city council meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, but renters, and I will say that it's likely one, perhaps lack of knowledge of how important it is to be involved with at these city council meetings and how mm-hmm. there is no one advocacy um, mm, advocacy organization that's really representing the huge population that we have of renters Mm -hmm. in a way that is political advocacy. Um, And the second thing to remember is in order to live in West Hollywood, people that are renters often have to have more than one job. Right. Um, Even myself, I have two businesses. So um, as an, even as an attorney, I have two businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, it is, Really important to keep that in mind and figure out creative ways to really reach people. I know that during this pandemic, for example, I spoke at City Council twice asking why have we not sent a mailer to every single resident about the eviction moratorium? Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? And what was the response? Oh, the first response was Oh, we we were waiting for this other meeting because they were going to change it, so we were waiting. But it's coming; it's almost ready. Mm-hmm. The second, the second thing, the second time was, oh, it's ready; it's uh, it's going to be sent out. And guess what? It hasn't been sent out. So the city is relying just on digital media ads mm-hmm. and um, people to go to the websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, one of the things that I really would love is for our um city to start sending texts to our residents and I know that there's this new system that's been talked about during the pandemic called Nixel, mm-hmm. which people can sign up for and get information that includes West Hollywood uh-huh. but again you're asking people to go sign up for something and if they were if they were on your mailing list or on your Facebook page well guess what not everyone's on social media mm-hmm. especially our um Uh, not all of our seniors are on social media. There's people that work so much, they don't even have time for social media. Yeah. Um, So traditional ways need to be looked at. I would love a a system of texting specifically to our residents Mm -hmm. to be set Mm up, and people can sign up for it. And and, um, also the programming that we do send out and uh, our calendar that is sent out electronically, of the programs we have uh-huh. it's sent out once a week and I would like a calendar a PDF of the whole calendar at least to be included in each of those emails so that mm. if something's scheduled on a Monday mm-hmm. you don't just find out about it on the Sunday uh-huh. and go, oh tomorrow is this event yeah right so those little the little like I said the little details yeah um, and sometimes old school ways are effective I know some people say oh well if you if you receive this, you're going to throw it away. I'm sorry, in the middle of a pandemic, who's going to throw away something that says, renters, here are your rights? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were so many renters that were confused about mm-hmm. how long do we, you know, because because the, first of all, not all landlords are bad. And a lot of landlords are actually also small business owners. Uh-huh. Okay? And they're not these huge corporations. But even they were confused. My own uh, landlord of this building, called me and said, by the way, we're going to do you a favor and give you 60 days when when we first had the um, moratorium for 60 days Uh at the beginning. We're going to give you 60 days to pay. And I said, actually, that's not the law here in West Hollywood. Um, I'm going to send you a link of what the current eviction moratorium is. Uh Um, So you're not doing me any favor. That's actually an ordinance that was passed by city council and I have six months to pay back. And now it's evolved to 12 months, so I've been the one tenant educating my own landlord. (laughs) So there needs to also be communication Mm -hmm. to landlords that I haven't seen at all in any of these eviction moratoriums. I know the city of Los Angeles, as part of their eviction moratorium, required that all the landlords be um, informed and and ask them to tell their tenants what the law was. Uh Uh-huh. So- there's those little things that we need to um, think about. And again, it goes back to the person on city council having that experience. I'm a renter. I have that experience. I know Lindsay is a renter too, Mm -hmm. but quite frankly, the rest of the people on city council right now, um, well, I know John Duran is a renter, but he, you know, he, I don't know if he, um, Thought he definitely didn't think of these, uh, you know, sure. th- uh, these things. So um, it, it's important to look at things and look at things and be practical about them. Mm-hmm. Know people's actual real life experiences so that um, we're focusing on how we can have the solutions. I feel like in West Hollywood, there's a lot of focus about how great we are. And there's so many ways we're impeccable but if we focus too much on sugar things we're not going to come up with solutions that could make us better and there's always always ways that our city can be so much better
0: um yeah i i really love that about the renters and figuring out ways to get them more involved um when again when we had a uh, Hank on from WeHo Bell, we were having this conversation and he mentioned that Beverly Hills actually has a really strong like renters association, um, which I thought was interesting. Cause when I think of Beverly Hills, I always think that everyone owns everything over there, but I don't know, it might be something good for West Hollywood to look at as a model or, you know, I don't know how any of those things work, of course, to create a renters association um, just to get things informed. And then secondarily, I think maybe we should have a, a conversation with Hank from WeHoVille and I know it's expensive to publish something, but maybe we just need to like, I guess we'd have to get the addresses, but maybe we need like a, a paper version of WeHoVilly. Maybe even it's just monthly, you know, and it's like a one-sheeter
2: or something mm-hmm. that people pass out. I don't know, Seppi. I don't know. I anyway. We, I think we can utilize, I think the, the best thing we can do, the best things that we can do um, are really utilize the strengths that we have. Um, and one of the strengths that we have is we have neighborhood associations,
0: mm. so
2: perhaps we partner up with the neighborhood associations in um, creating uh, perhaps a newsletter, it could be print it could be you know to to um, organize the renters uh-huh. and because um, all there needs to be is information that is focused to engage the community, focused Mm -hmm. on renters and what their rights are, and um, really teaching people too, when the city council meetings are, a lot of times I feel like people that are involved in any kind of organization, and here is the city, I look at the city as an organization really, um, there's blind spots that can be created because you get inside something and it becomes a vacuum of, oh, we're we're handling everything correctly. Whereas those blind spots, if you're able to really um, take the blinders off, um, you'll see that there's ways that um, people are literally, they're not showing up to city council because mm-hmm. they're lazy or they don't want to. They don't even often. They don't even know. No. Yeah. Yep. They don't what know what it is. Yeah. So, I
0: mean, yeah. that was, that was something I was a member um, at the wing and mm-hmm. I was just wishing it's like, you know, so many of the women there were actually residents of West Hollywood. And I know when we mm-hmm. look at our demographic, it, the, the largest growing demographic segment in West mm-hmm. Hollywood apparently is females age, like 24 to 35. Correct yep. me if that's wrong.
2: No. Right. And so yeah.
0: I was sitting there at the wing and they were so good with their programming and bringing in, you know, um, people to talk about certain topics. And I'm like, do you really need, we're missing something at the local civil civic level. Like, I love that you're having, you know, like Reese Witherspoon in here and, you know, yeah. um, you know, I don't know, Hillary Clinton and all this, but it's like, let's talk about how do you get involved locally, right? Yeah. This is city council. Wouldn't it be great for all these young women to show up at city council and listen? Cause they're smart, Right. Um, and just with their ideas and their freshmen, you know, with their, their opinions. And, um, it would just be so refreshing. I thought, um, because like I said, I had no idea about it until I got involved and I needed to with my job. If I didn't, you know, have that job with the chamber, I would probably be out there like the rest of the people just kind of, you know, obtuse about what goes on at the level, but it is so important. So
2: that, that that kind of. Leads me into um, saying one of the reasons why we started um, co-organized WeHo Neighbors Helping Neighbors Mm -hmm. (laughs) was to connect residents with the residents. Um, And this pandemic really brought that forth. My neighbor, uh, Rebecca Mojica, contacted me and she lives in Mid-City too. Uh, She contacted me wanting to put something together um to help neighbors because her mom she her mom was very uh, she was concerned about her mom being isolated and lonely, and so we talked thoroughly about you know her different ideas, my different ideas, and we decided you know what let 's put some things out on next door to mm-hmm. get see who wants to be involved in organizing we didn't have the name we neighbors help we had literally two days later we had a meeting. I believe 10 people showed up, Mm. all women and one man, Uh (laughs) uh, to the Zoom. Mm -hmm. And one of the women dropped off, and we had discussed thoroughly what do you want? Do we want to help with grocery deliveries? And there were some concerns about, um, because I said, you know, of course, being their attorney, I was like, well, we could (laughs) do grocery, you know, grocery delivery, but then there's safety issues potentially, and also not just pandemic safety. health safety, but also how do we know who's signing up and then they're going to people's house, we'll have to run a criminal background check and everybody got scared, they're like, that's too much. I said, okay, then let's drop it, let's keep it simple. So what we do is, um, and by the way, it literally took us less than five days Mm -hmm. to create the branding, the social media pages, the training for volunteers, the the Google forms, everything took about five days, that's Mm -hmm. it. Uh, from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. we created this awesome, so we have a Facebook page called WeHo Neighbors Helping Neighbors. And what we do on there is send. is we've been sending out resources. I think there's close to 400 people now um, that are WeHo residents and WeHo adjacent neighborhood residents that get all the resources. So because two of us, um, it's myself and Amanda Bleich, who is on the Women's Advisory Board, are one, uh, two of the part of the organizers. Mm-hmm. We make sure whatever the city is passing, we've put it on those pages. Wow. Now, we can utilize the same thing with our neighborhood associations to make sure that they're also sending all this information out to their people. Um, and also, uh, perhaps utilizing some of our digital bus stops you know I know people aren't really out as much but they've gone out again on, until we'll, we'll shut down but um some of those digital bus stops I see a lot of ads and media stuff and Disney and Netflix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why not put out community information on there while people are waiting so they could learn more about the city hmm yep right yeah. um and Uh, So we put out the resources on our social media and we have a group of 16 volunteers that have signed up. I think it was 20 and now it's about 16 Mm -hmm. that do check in calls for people uh, with disabilities, seniors, people in immunosuppressed households. Mm. And then we expanded it to anyone who feels isolated and lonely that needs a positive check in call. And those volunteers are trained to also say hey do you need any resources and Any new resources i can just tell you what they are i can mm-hmm. email them to you to the people that sign up now the challenge has been getting people to sign up we have a few people who haven't actually we even have a client in finland that signed up with our group here oh really <laughs> yeah so that was really cool how
0: did that happen and how are they involved <laughs>
2: One of the, so one of our volunteers, there's also, by the way, other people that are involved in the city on um, two people from Public Safety Commission, one person from Public um, Facilities Commission, another uh, women's advisor, an older, you know, someone who was on the women's Advisory room who volunteered to help out as well. And um, her name is Nicole, and she, she um, somehow referred this person from Finland to to um, Rebecca. And so that's how they, they found out about it. And we got a lot of press. I know We Hillville did a story, We Hill Times' did a story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rebecca and I were on the Our Pride uh, special. They, we talked about it there. I make sure to talk about it anywhere we can. And we're gonna um, try to partner up with, um, I know we got the information out to some of the neighborhood associations. Just spreading the word really is important. Uh-huh. Um, I think it. and then after we created this, Uh, the city of los angeles created the friendship line which is basically you call in and you're lonely and you talk to people who you know they can kind of like a pen pal Uh system uh-huh uh-huh
0: i love that yeah I, i know there was this uh when i was at the chamber this really sweet old guy john that would come in i don't know how old he was and he would come in and with the excuse of, you know, trying to fill up his tap card, but he bless his heart. He, he was lonely and he just came in to talk with us. He was so sweet. He had lost his partner and his kids weren't, around. I mean, it was, he was just, oh. so thank you so much for setting in that up. I mean, that is such an amazing thing. I, I'm thinking that I need to get somehow connected with those neighborhood associations because more people need to know about what you're doing and what we're doing here on, we know mm. we and all of that. So mm. Yeah, yeah and all those
2: neighborhood associations are all on the um the list i don't know how updated it is, but on the west hollywood uh org website too
0: mm, okay well um, i'll have to put a link to that in our show notes and, and send that over fantastic well i want to um ask you since you're a long-time resident um what like do you have a few favorite food spots have you fun have found any I, I hate to say it but like fun COVID finds you know with like um you know cocktails to go or new places you've discovered um or meals you know a lot of people are doing family kits um you yeah. know any any highlights like that um oh,
2: yeah. for you oh, absolutely There are several spots that I have loved for a long time. Um, One of them, one of my favorite sushi spots is Akuma um, Ramen and Sushi. Mm -hmm. And it's actually right across from the chamber. Mm -hmm. um, I know it. I've had lunch there many times. Yes. (laughs) Uh, They're so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And they're kind and it's creative space. And um, so we're ordering from them. Um, Recently this week, I checked a Latropazan Bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, which opened up this past, I think it was last year, uh, a location in West Hollywood. And I was so excited because they literally have the best croissants and impeccable baguettes. I mean, these mm-hmm. baguettes are amazing. So I've been ordering those um, COVID finds. Explain that to me again. What was it? Something new? Oh,
0: i I don't know. You know, like something either new or like cocktails <laughs> or – you know, okay. so many people have been doing like uh, tests, started doing groceries. So maybe you didn't know about Tess or the cafe at Fred Siegel and went up and oh. ordered groceries
2: from them or anything like that. Oh, that's really cool. You know what? I haven't found anything quite yet. I will say that Ashley and I, because she has asthma for the longest time, we were just cooking at home mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot because um, we were afraid, you know, not knowing the data early on if ordering would be dangerous. Sure. Because um, she's high risk. So uh, we literally just started ordering from our favorite places. Um, I would say about a month ago. Uh huh. So I haven't really discovered too much in terms of the, the special groceries or cocktails that have been um, set up quite yet okay
0: yeah. <laughs> all right well um, if you need any recommendations you can uh, either listen to we know we Hear or you can pop me a text I definitely have some absolutely
2: <laughs> I'm excited about the Pura Vida uh, vegan pizza place that just opened up had a grand opening
0: oh it's so good I love Tara I, you know I, she's like if I have to give someone a gold star for small business owner, she definitely gets my gold star for you know one um, wanting to do that lifelong and coming to West Hollywood and opening up first Pura Vida and then taking over the space next door and continuing to open up. And they actually opened up, you know, during COVID yeah and just rolled through it. And such amazing food. Yeah. I'm hoping to get, um, Tara uh uh as a guest coming up here um she's just so her food's incredible she's such a mm-hmm. sweet kind soul you know she was out there like you were handing out lemonade and and waters during the ABLM march that we had um so super into the community and um love to support her business so yeah definitely go over and uh, check out some of the stuff that she's got there on the uh, that pizza menu, including some of the appetizers.
2: Oh, yeah, I definitely will. I will mention something really cute that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a birthday happening across the street. Um, all of a sudden, we we're sitting at our home, and we hear a mariachi band playing. And I was like, what's happening? And we went outside. <laughs> and one of these tour companies, I don't think they're a West Hollywood company, but one of the tour companies was hired and there was a mariachi band playing outdoors so it was safe to this um, woman whose birthday it was. And I thought that was so beautiful and what a Aww. wonderful idea to celebrate someone's birthday like that.
0: Ah, I love that. You know, I I'm hoping I just I know there's so many issues in West Hollywood with our neighborhoods in particular about outdoor music. And I just, I, I was down in Brentwood, uh, is it Brentwood? Santa Monica, right off of Channel, like Channel Road and um, PCH. Mm-hmm. And one of the bars down there had turned their outdoor parking um, area into a little, like they had a little stage that had built like just a cheap wooden stage. They put down a bunch of green AstroTurf. They had picnic tables, you know, that were social distance And umbrellas. And you could tell that they were doing live music venues. And I've seen that popping up on Instagram as well in other cities um, outside of the state of California. And I just think, you know, everyone's just missing music. And I know it's so hard. I mean, I don't know, Stephanie, like I thought, Oh, wouldn't it be great if the Troubadour like, I've got a thing for Nemo, mm-hmm. right? Cause I don't think it's a high traffic street. I'm like, can we just shut down Nemo? And like, can the oh, Troubadour set up a stage God. and we can socially distance and have some music? You know, oh, I know there's issues with Sunset Plaza and those parking lots up there, which are ideal. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the lot was thinking about doing something. And, you know, I go through my mind and I think, okay, who's got a big parking lot and who could we do it with? Yeah. And, you know, even like, cause the wing, they're not using the wing and, you know, that huge parking lot above LASC. And again, it all depends on the, the business owners. How fun mm-hmm. would that be to like put a, um, a theater up there, you know, or mm-hmm. people could watch movies or do music. Well, but I know again, it's all the neighborhood that everyone gets so you're so upset about the noises and I'm just like, you
2: know, you live in a city and
0: I, I don't know. So. LP,
2: and, LP and EP mm-hmm. has a, a um, a outdoor theater in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if they are going to be doing, that would be incredible to get the word out about them. I actually went to last, um, I believe it was last summer, or last fall, mm-hmm. um, and watched, uh, hocus pocus. Uh-huh, yeah, I think it was yeah, around yeah. around Halloween, actually, yeah, probably, night. yeah, but yeah, I, you know what? I love the idea of uh, for one day doing a closing down um you know, bastille day in in San Francisco, where mm-hmm. I lived in San Francisco for seven years, they would um close down this one street. On Bastille Day and mm-hmm. have um there's some French restaurants there, obviously, they would have a celebration for Bastille Day, yeah, how cool for us to maybe do sort of little things like that it doesn't have to look we we closed down Santa Monica for huge events mm-hmm. and Ciclovia, which I love pride uh-huh. and but the, the idea of having this you know Nemo and maybe we find a a street in the east side and have a special celebration Mm and cultural and some obviously in a pandemic it would be difficult because we don't want to people together but eventually when (laughs) we have a safe vaccine um it, it might be easier to do something like
0: that yeah i mean you know you have to worry about social distancing and i was even thinking about you know even if they the city wanted to do something as far as like promoting um like black owned food trucks, you know, they could mm-hmm. like bring those into on Melrose or I don't know, but you know, then they have to go through the food trucks getting approved and going to the fire mm-hmm. station and like all that kind of stuff. So I, I know there's always rules and regulations, but I don't know. I just, again, I, I, I think, and I look to, and I see what's going on in Brooklyn and New York. And I just love that as a model. So, um, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a big neighborhood person and I I love all that outdoor stuff. And, and community. So I'd love to see more of that. So um, anything you can do to promote that, my friend, I'm I'm all for that. I will, I will be there and we will promote it.
2: (laughs) Awesome. And it really does take also community stepping up because we can't, obviously we can't, you know, um, I just want to say too, city government can't always create all the different programming either Mm -hmm. because there's other things, but definitely I think if we take a look intersectionally in everything we discuss and really engage people more and get them more involved um, and have a more diverse you know uh, gender equitable as well as um, racially diverse members of our city boards and commissions Mm -hmm. um, that brings more people to the table to uh, create um, more eclectic events and, um, bring forth ideas that maybe people don't have.
0: I love that. I, that was so well said. Uh, I am on board. Let me know how we can help you out. And I think that that is just probably the best way to wrap up our conversation (laughs) with you on our episode of, of, we know we Ho for this week. So Sepi, thank you so much for joining us. It has been um, such a pleasure to have you on, on board. Um, good luck with everything on the fundraising. I'm going to look for that link uh, on that currency the, uh, for that city, so you can just kind of yes. take a look at that, because I know you've got some poll there on City Council.
2: <laughs> yeah, send me the information. And if anyone wants to learn more about my campaign, they can go to seppyshine.com and uh, join the team, volunteer, uh, uh, donate. Uh, to help get our fundraising numbers even higher. That would be awesome.
0: Amazing. Well, we'll put that link uh, in our show notes as well. And mm-hmm. uh, you and I really should uh, make make a date to get together and talk about some things. Um, would and, love that. And blow things out. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Um, have a great 4th of July weekend, whatever you're doing. Um, and say hello to Ashley for me. And... Um, Yes. We'll look forward to uh, seeing what happens in the next couple of months. Thank you so much. It's Um, really been
2: such a pleasure to be on the show. I had a great time.
0: Oh, thank you, you, Seppi. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so great. What an amazing conversation with Seppi. i um, so glad that we had her join us. So uh, be sure to check out all the links that we're going to put in our show notes uh, to learn more about Seppi and what she's doing and her points on the city council and what she's going to be doing for small business. Um, and thank you again, Seppi, for joining us. Um, so that brings us to our last segment, uh, one of our favorites, the weekly do good. And I think, Lauren, this week for sure, um, given Sepi and what she set up, is that I really want to give it to the WeHo Neighbors Helping the Neighborhood. It's such a great organization um, or, that Sepi has put together um, to help local West Hollywood neighbors. So um, thank you, Seppi. And we'll go ahead and include that in our show notes. And I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode of We Know WeHo, Lauren.
1: Oh. Wait, also for the do good, I know last week we talked about Project Angel Mm Food. They did their telethon and I think they raised like I think they were going for five hundred thousand and they raised seven hundred thousand. So everybody that donates that is great. Yeah,
0: I'm glad I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that you mentioned that. Um, because I I think I saw that Keith mentioned that over seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so thank you to all who watched that um and who may have donated. And, uh, yeah. also, uh, I know the ABC seven LA pride 50th anniversary special was very well, well received in the community. So thank you to ABC seven for being a, a wonderful community partner and for giving, uh, three hours of airtime to celebrate LA pride and 50th anniversary and really recognize, um, the history of pride. So thank you to ABC seven. All right. Well, 4th of July, Lauren. Um, I think I'm going to have to get with you and and look at some of these boxes and kind of figure out uh, what big barbecue box we we may need to order with some of our friends. I know, right? They they all look so good. I know. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, be sure to support your local restaurants, especially given the fact that we've, uh, you know, have a, a little change in policy here and that in dining is not allowed, but takeout and delivery is still happening and restaurants with patios are allowed to serve on, on patios. So make your reservations, support your local restaurants. Uh, everybody wear a mask, wear, wear a mask, wear a mask or don't and, or pay, or pay. <laughs> $300. Colorado, that's right. Um, and have a, a safe 4th of July, everybody. Hopefully there'll be some fireworks somewhere, maybe in your mm-hmm. own neighborhoods. Ha ha. Um, but every night every, night, every night, every night, those fireworks. I, you know, listen. If anyone knows where I can get a box box of sparklers on the D L, let me know. Because those At are of the nightclubs that are closed. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> call sparklers. H-Word. Lauren, can you find me some sparklers? Call Hwood. Can you call Hwood for me? I don't know. I yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, we'll just go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great 4th of July, and we will uh, see you next week on We Know We Go. Oh. Bye. Bye.